Well, hey guys, and welcome back to the channel. Uh, on this particular piece, I wanted to get really practical with you. Uh, and I want to talk about sales. You know, sales as a topic uh, is, a, is, is an area of business that I have a lot of chats with people that they, they fear it, they're scared of it, they're unsure of it. And what that typically means is they don't do a very good job of it. And so I kind of want to tackle that a little bit and, uh, and kind, of, kind of get rid of those fears that you might be holding on to when it comes to selling. You know, the irony is, is that you can have the best marketing in the world, the best products in the world, the best service delivery, the best follow-up, the best debt collection, the best financing packages, the best after sale. You can have all that. You can have the best brand. People love you. But if you cannot sell, then everything else falls over. And, uh, you know, I get to work with hundreds of people every year and literally nearly all of them, they are the best kept secret in town. They love people. They love products. They want to over-service. They're a phenomenal company, but no one knows about them. Why? Because they don't have that ability to become obsessed with the sale and to get out there and to do the things they need to do to turn customers into dollars to be able to scale out their business. All right. And the funny thing about sales is mechanically, right? It's, it's opening your mouth and talking to another human being in most cases. It's like we do that all day long in every other setting. But the minute it comes to talking about our company and asking for a sale, we fall apart up here. So I want to talk into that and I want to basically go through, you know, three things that you can do to get over your fear permanently. All right. So that you can do sales too. You know, um, I have actually come to love sales in the organizations that I have. Like I actually love it. Uh, but it wasn't always that way. Uh, I think I had the same challenges and mindsets around sales everybody else did when I first started out in business, right? But developed over time, and I'm going to share with you a couple of things that I, that I did, developed over time to the point where I actually really enjoy that aspect of business. In fact, enjoy it so much that it could actually become the bottleneck for me because I enjoy doing it, I'll default back to it instead of actually building out a team, right? You know, so that they could do it, so that I could move on. It could actually become the bottleneck. That's how much I have come to enjoy the process of sales, but it wasn't always like that. You know, when I first started my business coaching practice, which was business number eight for me, when I first started my business coaching practice, 2007, the only way that I could get revenue and get customers was to literally go and pitch one-on-one -on -one business coaching services to clients. So I had a marketing machine that would get appointments for me, right? We did, we did outbound and inbound marketing. So I, I would get an appointment with a business owner and, and a few points about what's going well and bad in their business. And then I would go and I would do a about a 70 to 80 minute presentation, right? Where I would literally be asking for them to buy at the end. And I did about 600 of those pitches for business coaching in the first, you know, whatever, five to seven years of me running that way. After a period of time, uh, then I, I basically changed the model. I had built a bit of a brand. People knew who I was. And then I could run events and people would find me. But I knew that I had to pound the pavement for the first eight years before I ever had any chance of building enough of a profile to put on an event where people would want to come and do business with me. So literally just grinding out the sales one at a time, go and pitch, go and pitch, get better, refine it, go and pitch. So, 
So I guess what I'm trying to say to you is I have been in your shoes, right? I have been that guy for eight years where I'm just pounding it out, going to see people, grinding it out, learn. That didn't work in this presentation. What did I not pick up in this presentation? How could I have done this one better? That one was a huge win. What did I do differently? And just getting better and better and better and better. And, you know, and, and, and taking the losses and taking the wins and getting better as we go. So I stand in front of you today as somebody who has actually done it as well. All right, let's tackle these fears. Um, one practical tip for you to get over a fear of sales is you've got to develop a bigger reason, right? You've got to have a bigger reason to win than the excuses you've got to lose. You've got to get a bigger vision. You've got to get a bigger reason. You have got to get up every day in your mind knowing that the trade-off of winning in sales is much, much bigger than the short-term pain of getting no's, all right? It, you, you've got to be able to get that tension and that perspective, right, between what you want to do with your life and the grand picture and the fact that you need sales to do it. Once you get a really clear picture and a big enough why and a big enough motivation, then it pulls you through the process of to the point where you become okay or numb at the nose and you just get however many yeses and you get better as you go. But, but having a big enough compelling reason to get up every single day and show up regardless of how yesterday went or your last sales call went, when you've got a big enough compelling enough reason, then the no's don't take you off track. What do I mean by that? I, it actually doesn't really matter what your big reason is. It, it could be, it it's just needs to be the right one for you, right? You know, I remember as a young kid, I remember I, I decided that I wanted to be wealthy because my family fought over money and I got sick of hearing it. And I literally made a decision as a young child, I, I, I'm going for money because I want to eliminate that tension, right? That was a, that was a big reason. That, that carried me through when I was starting businesses at 18, 19, 20, right? And after a period of time, your motivations change, but the reason actually gets bigger each time. Like today, I've got a pretty compelling reason to show up every single day, to put out content, to put on events, to go and work with our clients, to deal with the challenges, to build a team. I've got a compelling reason. You know, for, for me, it all comes down to generosity now. I want to be able to build something that allows me to give uh, at a really big scale. Um, and I know because I know that there's a potential inside of me to want to fund that advancing of the kingdom. And so for me, that's a compelling reason. And it's so big and tangible for me that I'll happily go through whatever small steps I need to go through in terms of yeses and nos and selling to be able to build that out to do what I want to do. It's compelling enough that gets me up every single day and makes me want to do it. So I guess, you know, my question for you is, what's your bigger reason? It doesn't matter what it is, but you have to be able to find it. Maybe you've just decided, you know, that's it. I'm sick of playing small and I want to go for my potential. Maybe you decide no one in my family's ever been wealthy and I'm going to draw a line in the sand and it's going to be me that changes my family tree from here on in. I want to go and do it. Maybe you get up every day saying, Lord, I want to be everything you've called me to be and that becomes your big enough reason. Maybe you've decided that you want to own a jet and that's your big enough reason. To me, it doesn't matter what it is, 
but you have to have a bigger reason to keep going than you do be happy with the small excuses to lose. Guys, uh, if you like what I'm saying, do me a favor, please. Would you subscribe to this channel? It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe. Uh, and so we can start to build out our influence and really start to build some momentum. All right, the second thing, the second kind of tip I want to bring to you in terms of you know, becoming more confident in sales and, and getting rid of the fear is the, the point that I got to, I got to the point where I fully owned and still do today, the concept that what other people think of me is none of my business. What other people think of me is none of my business. I fully, fully, fully believe that today, all right? And that's not what a lot, of, not how a lot of people operate. A lot of people are comparing themselves to others, scared about what society says, worried about prejudice, like worried about somebody saying a negative thing about you. Listen, anytime you put yourself out there in any setting, you're going to be torn apart by the world, right? That, that, that's just how it is, right? There are there's less haters than, than there are lovers, right? Less haters, but because they seem to have a loud voice, we give them too much weight. Listen, who cares? Who cares, right, what other people think of you? See, what's interesting for me is I can still remember quite a few of those really early presentations I did for business coaching right back in 2007. Like, like I can still remember them. What I said, I got kicked out of my first one, if I can be totally honest with you, right? Like I did a pretty bad job and I was asked to leave, right? And, uh, and I remember walking out of there going, well, what, what he thinks of me is none of my business. And I can remember others where we just gelled and we got on and, and we went and did something great. I guess... What I'm saying is those people that said no to me for whatever reason, they haven't thought about me since. Like, like it just doesn't matter, right? You, you go and you, you pitch your business or you do a sales call or whether it's on the phone or like however you do it, however you do a sales call. Like if they say no, that doesn't mean they don't like you. And if they don't like you, that doesn't matter either, right? You've got one goal and that's to get the people that wanna buy from you and go and work with them and do enough numbers that you can find enough people that wanna buy from you and do not worry about the rest. Most of them are not saying negative things about you and even if they are, it really, really, really does not matter. What other people think about you is none of your business. It's their business what they think about you, all right? You need to believe other things about you and that should be sufficient. Uh, in 2 Corinthians, uh, I've actually got it here, 2 Corinthians 5, uh, 17, and you'll know this one. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And there are other parts where Paul talks about like the dying of the old man and the new man being born again. And, and, and if you look at that through the lenses of sales, look, listen, if, if, you, if you feel rejection, if you feel shame, if you're upset, if, you, like, if they don't like you and that brings up certain feelings for you, you have to understand that's the old man. The old man feels shame. The old man feels rejection. The old man feels those things of the world. The new man who is born again, basically can say, I'm a royal priesthood, a holy nation, as bold as a lion, above reproach, righteous. Like, like, like that's how you've got to view you. And when you get secure in the fact that you are all those things, it does not 
matter what another person says about you because you can be secure in who you are and whose you are and that will set you up for a huge amount of success. Please understand that you have to learn to rewrite like what you think about you matters, what other people think about you doesn't, and that should set you up to move on. Because now you make a phone call. Bring, bring. Hey, Susie, I want to introduce my company to you. Not interested. Why would you call me? That's ridiculous. Okay, have a good day. Next one. Hey, Bob, I want to introduce you to my company. Uh, that, I can't believe you'd call me. That's, you're a number. You're just one, one of those other people. See ya. Next one. Hey, Steve, you want to buy? Okay, great. I'll meet you on Tuesday. Like, like you just need to get away from caring about what other people think of you and just go through enough of the process that you get the feedback loops to get better as you go. Hey, do me a favor right now. In the comments box, if that's resonating with you, that what other people think of me is none of my business, literally do me a favor in the comments and write that. What, I want you to vocalize it, type it. What other people think of me is none of my business, all right? Maybe like a few exclamation marks on the end to give it the punctuation where I know that you know that you actually mean it. The third thing I would say to you, and I want to get really practical with the third way of overcoming a fear of sales, is actually to script the first five minutes of your interaction. If you actually know exactly how you're going to handle yourself and, and you're prepared for what comes in that first five minutes, it will actually give you the confidence to be able to do it. And it will actually allow you to be present because you're not worried about all the other thoughts of what are they going to think and how they're going to do it, blah, 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 all those thought bubbles that we have. If you actually script the first five minutes, then it will allow you to be a lot more confident going into it. And obviously, the more confidence you have, the less fear that you will have. This is what I mean by scripting the first five minutes. If you do sales calls on the telephone, for example, then, then here's the script that we would teach you. Hi, Mary, it's Wes here. You don't know me yet, right? You've, you've got to get you don't know me yet straight into the conversation. Otherwise, if you say, hi, Mary, it's Wes here from Business Greenhouse, and then you go on to your whatever you want to say, that whole time you're talking, they're thinking, do I know that person? Where are they? This is bad. I don't know. I need to hang up. And then when you get to the end of your first big monologue, they say, who is it again? And you've lost all your momentum. So you literally put their mind around. Hey, Mary, Wes here from Business Greenhouse. Listen, you don't know me yet. Then they're like, oh, okay. Now they're more likely to listen. And then basically the script is this. We are this kind of company that work with these kind of people that have this kind of problem. You fill in the blanks. Is there any desire to talk about that today? And basically the way I would teach you to do sales like that is give them a chance to get off the phone because you're only going to sell to the people who are interested now and you're not going to convince anybody who's not. So you're better off to do 20 times the volume of calls, let 19 get off the phone and deal with the one who is interested in that right now and filter through quantity. All right? Like, like to me, once you've scripted that and you know what that is, then you literally just go, because at the end of that call, you go, no worries, thank you so much for the last 40 seconds of your time. Have a super day, goodbye. Ring the next one. Hey, and you just do it again and again and again. And, and you will find that people don't get angry with you, they don't get upset with you, and you can do enough volume that you can flush out the people who are interested right now and go deeper with those. Literally, 
If you're the kind of business that doesn't do sales calls on the phone and you do them in person and you're going to pitch your products and services, then you've got to script the first five minutes, right? Probably something is like this. Hey, Bob, thanks for your time today. Is it okay how I'd like this meeting to go? Bob says, yeah, that's no worries. And you say, okay, I'm going to tell you a bit about me and a bit about the company. I'm going to ask you a whole bunch of questions. And if at the end of this time, we find that there's a good way for we can work together, I'm going to outline what that needs to look like. So tell me, Bob, blah, 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 blah. Question number one, question number two, question number three. If you write all of that down and write it in a notebook and then fill in the answers as Bob's talking to you with his answers, you will be, you'll have a process, you'll have structure, They'll be able to trust you because, you know, it looks like it's not your first day on the job, but you'll be able to be present and you'll be able to listen to what they have to say, which will mean you're far more engaged, which means you will do a better job. One of the practical ways to get rid of fear is to build your confidence. And one of the best things for a salesperson to build their confidence is literally to structure it so that you know what you're going to say, the likely responses you're going to get, how you respond to those. And remember, if you're just there to serve your prospect, serve them well, then everything that comes out of you, they will sense as being helpful to them. So, hey, tell me, uh, do me a favor. First of all, it would mean the world to me if you would just like this episode. There's a little thumb up underneath here. You could just click that. That would be amazing. Also, um, out of the three, right, finding a bigger reason, changing, like, like deciding that what other people think of you is none of your business and writing a script, which is the first one of those that you need to work on right now so that you can become a better salesperson. Do me a favor, put one, two or three into the comments below, or if it's all three and you're gonna work on all three, put all three. But I, I just wanna get the feedback loop from you around what is popping. It helps me shape the content that I'm gonna make for you in the future. Guys, if you haven't, do me a favor, subscribe to the channel. And I'll be back next week with some more Kingdom Business training. Love you.